You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Here comes Lockin Varar and Lauren Tritton charging after Leonidas. This is the plan, needs somewhere to go. The 2021 Milstein Memorial, Charlie May has a chance. He's just two lengths behind. Top of the stretch, Leonidas, Lockin Varar and Charlie May. This is the plan, dives down low. Lockin Varar or Charlie May, Lockin Varar, history. Lauren Tritton, the first female to win the 37th Battle of Lake Erie. Charlie May was second, 150 the final time. Yeah, Lock and Varart successful there. And as you heard, a bit of history in the making. Chris Barsby, good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Pleased to see that, no doubt. Lock and Varart, he's getting a bit long in the tooth, but you wouldn't know it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big scalp there, Steve, taking a feature race at Northfield Park there across the weekend. So, uh, as we heard in the broadcast, history created. Lauren Tritton becoming the first female driver to win that race, and it's been around for some time. So, uh, huge credit must go to Lauren, and uh, she drove in perfectly. Uh, I'm sure if that was the, the pre-race plan, it was uh, it was just tailor-made the way the race set up for it. So, uh, Lock and Navarat was able to get the job done. Just believe, Renner. A good race in that feature race over in Sweden across the weekend. So a big result for the uh, the down underbred horses, that's for sure and mm. certain. Chris, something that annoys me in racing is when people say every year, this is the best, you know, whatever we've seen, the best, you know, referring to a particular race. But this is genuine when we say that this is one of the best runnings of this feature Redcliffe on Friday night. It's a pearler. It's fields come together beautifully. Yeah, looking forward to seeing these uh, fields come out. So uh, it promises to be an absolutely crackerjack race. Uh, interesting. Um, big wheels. I expected him to go to that race, the patron's purse, on Friday night. They've opted to go to the Lucky Creed, the free, uh, feature free-for-all on Saturday night. So there's one that was a little bit of a surprise, but obviously they're trying to avoid leap to fame. So, um, you know, this is this is not going to be... Uh, something that we're not going to see a, a, a lot of where horses are just trying to avoid leap to fame as much as possible. But uh, that's the scenario there on Saturday night with big wheels going to the Lucky Creed rather than going to the patron's purse. But really looking forward to seeing those fields finalise a little bit later. All right. Our first guest is Robbie Morris. Yeah, and Robbie Morris is set to play a big hand today at Albion Park and over the coming weeks because he's got some really good star power stepping out in particular today at Albion Park. Robbie, appreciate the time. Thanks for having me, mate. Uh, Neptune, I wanted to talk about this guy. He steps out in race number seven today. This is a horse that was formerly with Ray Green Lincoln Farms, the operation in Auckland. He came across, he had his first start on Aussie soil last week in Sydney at Menangle, finishing third. What was the biggest takeaway from that run last week with Neptune? Yeah, I was really happy. There was a lot to like about the run. Um, he sort of got a bit free rolling out in front, which was our plan, but probably... Not having a run for six weeks, he probably just needed it a little bit. And he just got a little bit lost out in front in them big open spaces of Menangle. But there was a hell of a lot to like about that run, and he'd come through it really good. Okay, so he's been trucked up to Brisbane now. Uh, how's he come through that race, and how did he come through with the travel as well? Yeah, he, he um, Josh Gallagher looked after, after him for me in Sydney, and he's been really bullish about him and said that he pulled up great, never left the grain, and then... My father brought him up to me on Friday. He travelled him up, and, yeah, he, he hasn't left the grain at, at Grant's place either. He's really settled in, and he seems to be taking it all in his stride. He, he's quite a really quite, 
good looking horse and he um he I gave him a little bowl around on Sunday and he felt really good. So hopefully he can come out today and obviously with that run under his belt last week, I, I think he'll be really nice. Okay, so today was always part of the, the programming for him, given the fact, as you said, he hadn't raced for six weeks. So he got that run last week. He gets another one today. Next start, will that be the Rickliffe Derby? Yeah, hopefully, yep. Well, when Josh thought he just pulled up a little big last week, I, we elected to sort of bring him up here and give him a run sort of 10 days before the Redcliffe Derby. I felt that he needed it. And obviously, the way he's travelled and, and the way he looks, he, he definitely needed that run last week. And today, I'll just top it off nicely to hopefully head to the Redcliffe Derby in 10 days. Okay. What do you make of today's lineup? You've been here for a number of weeks now, so you've got a pretty good handle on the form. What do you make of the lineup today that he's opposed to? Yeah, look, obviously there's um, you know, being a lowly assessed race, there's a few horses that are always in that grade, but you know, Burrell has always been thereabouts and he, he's obviously a nice horse. And he probably got it a little bit wrong last week when he got so keen sitting outside bold Melody Jujon, but, you know, from the barrier one draw, he's going to have to be respected and, and go the red, John, inside me. I've I, I watched this horse work at Grant's place and his record is really good and he's quite a good moving horse, so I've got a lot of time for him as well, so... They're both drawn to the inside of me, so they're going to probably have the advantage on me when the gate goes. But, um, yeah, look, I think our horse will just have to roll forward in our time and, and see where we get to. But, um, you know, we'll just have to see how it plans out. But I, I think it's a, an even race, but it's a really good point to kick him off. OK. Last week in Sydney at Menangle, it was a mile today. It's 2,138 metres. Does he give you the impression, Robbie, that he's going to be better over the longer distances? Yeah, you know... Menangle's a very hard track, you know, obviously I spend a lot of my time there, but, you know, for these Kiwi horses, he's used to run 26, 22, 20, you know, 2,400 metres of, of Auckland where, you know, you get to Menangle and, and it's that hard, fast mile racing and he was driven by my my, my good mate Josh and, and when he drives their mile races, Josh, they run the mile. So probably just caught the horse a little bit unaware, but what it will do is do the horse a a world of good, you know, I don't mind that, you know, sharpening him up at Menangle before he comes, like the 2100 today will only play into his hands, it won't hurt him. Okay, I've noticed the ownership group, you've got some really loyal, stable clients involved in this, Cole, when you look at his pedigree, uh, there's probably none better, and the other thing that stands out with him, just watching that replay from Menangle last week, he's a beautiful looking colt. Yeah, he is, he, he, takes, your, he takes your eye when he walks out, he's, um, He's flash enough, and obviously we've got a really good group of owners, and you know, this Philpot and Daniel Cordina and Alex Smith and Russell Woods have got a great bunch of owners, a lot of new owners in there too, that have jumped in for little ten percent and that. So, you know, we're lucky that um, you know, between Mrs. Philpot and Daniel, they took sort of half of them, and and um, Alex Smith jumped in, and I syndicated the rest of them. But yeah, I can't thank all the owners enough for, for jumping in and supporting us again. All right. Well, we'll watch with interest there with Neptune, but he's one of the star attractions today. The other horse of interest today is another one in your care. First start for you. No drama. She comes up with a very impressive record. She's gone back to back. She's a last up feature race winner at Menangle. She's a three-year-old filly. So are we thinking Oaks with this filly, no dramas? Is that why she's here? Yeah, that's why she's here. Um, I've all, um, Troy Prim is a good mate of mine and we've, um, I've had a fair bit to do with her throughout her career and um, after she won that listed race last week at Menangle, he sort of rung me and touched on sending her up to me and um, obviously I've had quite a bit to do with her. Troy travels a fair bit for his work in and out. So 
Um, yeah, she, she arrived up here on Friday with Neptune and she's been on the same path and she settled in really good too. She's a little bit more inquisitive than Neptune. She wants to have a good look around and she knows she's in a different spot, but um, her piece of work on Sunday morning was really good as well. So yeah, obviously that's a, that's a strong race today. You know, that's actually, you know, um, I drove free thinker last week. I think he's a nice horse going forward. Um, Arby's flashed on the poles. So you know, there's a couple out wide that have got good form. Ricky Ouchin's also on the second row. You know, it's going to be a high-pressure race, that race for a Tuesday afternoon race. So um, I'll probably just look to get back on her and drive her for one run. I think her, her speed's her best asset, and um, she'll be heading to the Redcliffe Oaks after this as well. Okay. The other thing that stands out with this filly, she's only lightly raced six starts, four wins, but she's versatile. She, she's got a few tricks. Yeah, she is. You know, I was surprised. Um, Josh sort of drove her pretty bullish last week, and um, she, she ran out a really strong mile, and it's not really her go. She can get a little bit lost. I don't know if you've watched the replay, but the last 100 yards, she's, she's done it all her life, too. She tricks her ears, and she looks around at everything, and she shies at a few things. She, she's a little bit of a one of them fillies that's always on her toes. So for her to lead and run out that strong mile last week at Manangle, and she had some quality colts chasing her down, too, there that night. She she done a really good job. But I think this race, um, you know, probably just from where she's drawn, uh, with, with the Oaks in mind, we'll just have to look to probably drive her a little bit conservative early, but you know, look for her to be coming home over the top of them if, if they go hard enough. Okay, so what's a pass mark today, in your opinion, for no dramas? Yeah, I'll be happy if she can just get back and, and settle. Obviously, I've been a filly that's only had six starts. She's she's still sort of working at a craft and, and trying to get it all down pat, so I won't be doing anything today heroic, so to speak. She'll just be getting there to get on a helmet and learn just how to race. But, you know, obviously, if she can run top four in that field and be making really good ground late, of course, I'll, I'll be doing my best to win. But um, we just got to see how it plays out early and hopefully there's enough tempo early on in the race. OK, you mentioned the Redcliffe Oaks Saturday wig. The fact that she's got a victory at Penrith uh, so she can handle the half-mile track. So there's no issues there going forward. Yeah, no, not at all. She's actually, she's a, she's a really good gated filly. She doesn't wear any knee boots and she, she handles the half-mile tracks really good. So Redcliffe won't be a problem to her. OK, well, they're two key runners today, Neptune and No Dramas. Just the other two drives you've got today, Sir Richard Lee, he's been awesome so far since he's been here in Brisbane. Has he surprised you or is he doing what you expected during this campaign? Yeah, look, he, he's always been a nice horse, Sir Richard Lee. Um, Jake Mitchell and his partner have always done a really good job with him, but he's always been a little bit of a thinker. So I think um, being trained by Jake all his life, he's probably enjoyed a little bit of the change and the warmer weather and the sun on his back up here. But he's always he's always showed when he raced the harder horses, he raced really good. He can always follow that pace really good. Um, he, both his runs, his last two wins, I've been really happy with because he's actually had to, to lead or, or work forward in the front and do a bit of work. And he's, he's managed to keep sticking it out. If I did have to put one little chink in his armour was... If you open him up a bit far from home, he could be vulnerable late, but um, he seems to be sticking it out to these really strong miles. Obviously, he's got his work cut out for him today with short thing captain going to the outside of him. What he did last week was a super run. Obviously, he's a really nice horse. So, you know, it'll be good to see how he matches up against a horse like him, but um, obviously he's got the advantage of the barrier draw, so hopefully we can take advantage of that. And the trotter in the first race, I'm a gypsy queen. Are you happy with the way she's going? Yeah, really good. Um, she was, you know, obviously her two mobile starts have been super and then she stepped away really good last week and, and just probably got a little bit lost out in front trotting along and 
and the horse that beat her, you know, obviously got a good enough record and he's floated around in that grade and she's only three and he had a bit of an age and race start advantage on her. So, you know, that's what happens with these horses when they're learning. But obviously playing off 20 metres today is difficult, but if she can step really good and she can get a good live toe into the race, I still think she can win from there. All right. Well, hopefully there's plenty of winners for you today with the uh, the four key runners stepping out today. Robbie, as always, appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me. There's Robbie Morris joining us. So those two key runners, uh, Neptune steps out in race seven. He's a derby quality horse. There's no question about it. So he's going to run the favourite in that race. Uh, Barilla's certainly going to have admirers, but I think Neptune will run the favourite. And race nine, that's the race of the day today. RD's Flash, Madrigal, Free Thinker, No Dramas, Talk Like Motion, Strong Response in Good Form, Eloisa Dale. And then you've got Van Basten drawn directly behind RD's Flash, Makara Rockney in. So that's a good race, race number nine. So plenty to look forward to today. Just going back to last Saturday night at Albion Park, Scott Hewitt landed himself a winner with uh, Zen Zena. And what's better than getting a winner on a Saturday night at Albion Park? Getting yourself too. And he came out and won the, the following race with Sailor Girl. So those two mares are going to clash on Saturday night again this week. And they've come up with good draws, gates one and two. But Scotty Hewitt up from uh, down south, uh, chasing that warmer weather here in Queensland, as he does each and every year at this time. And he joins us now. Scotty, appreciate the time. No worries, Chris. Thanks for having me, mate. Nice to have a double there on a Saturday night. And those two mares went exceptionally well. Yeah, it's nice to get a double any time. But, um, yeah, Saturday night at Albion while you're on holidays, we'll, we'll take that any night of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Luke McCarthy took the winning drive on both mares. Uh, they were both put in the right spot at the right time and they duly delivered. But it came as no surprise because their form in lead-up to Saturday night has been super. Yeah, no... You know, someone like Luke, they just never stuff up. And um, you just put them in perfect spots. And their work since they had their first run and got here, they, they were just spot on. And, uh, yeah, you know, they got the right runs and they were good enough to deliver. But, yeah, their form before we come, I was, couldn't have been happier with them. Um, say the girl won it the last two before she came. And then her first run up, he was good. But a bit like all of them, they all need a, a run or two to adjust to a bit of a different style of racing. But... No, they're ready to win on Saturday night. Yeah. So how long have you been up now? Is it just about two weeks? Uh, yeah, we've been here. Uh, this Friday will be our third week. But, yeah, just, just been here the, you know, two weeks. And I think, you know, with each run, they're all they're all getting a bit better. And, yeah, this, this warm weather, they're, they're jumping out of the skin at the moment. Yeah. So how many winners have you ranked up so far? I think we got five last week. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a really good week. Um, Alton Classic won a couple and the Mayor's won so no it was, it was a really good week Alright, well the one thing I wanted to ask, you've been a regular visitor here to Queensland around this time each and every year for the past couple of years but with the team that you've uh, brought up this time, would it be one of the stronger teams that you've put together? Yeah well me and my wife Ray, we sort of said at Christmas time we want to want to get away um, and we want to you know make sure of it this year we want to come up and take as strong a team as what we can so we sort of put you know three or four months into trying to to pick a right team and i think the ones we've got here this year they're, they're definitely going to hold their own yeah well the proof's in the pudding already so uh the results have been very good you've got a number of runners uh, stepping out today we'll start with race six my crackling rosie she was down the line first up 
but she's a lot better than that, surely. Yeah, it all went wrong first start. She um, she came out nice. I thought I could maybe, you know, get across, but uh, that didn't happen. Then she got left out in the death, which isn't her go. She's um, more of a, a follower. Um, and they ran along pretty strong that night too. One of Robbie's got pretty keen in the chair and just kept rolling. And Yeah, she needed the run bad, so I actually just took her to Redcliffe last week and give her a trial and sat her in and... Her manners were a lot better, and she worked home a lot better. So I'm expecting a, a lot better run today. There's a couple of classy ones in there. They're, you know, probably too good for her today, but uh, she could, you know, make good ground late. Uh, she might be able to sneak into a place. Okay, well, that's my crackling Rosie there in race number six. Let's go across to race number eight. Armour Renegade, a last start winner. And Kadar, you've got under your care now. They're both facing second row draws, but what are the expectations with both of these guys? Um, I'm a renegade or, yeah, she's in on the fence. Um, it's not the worst draw in the world for her, just as long as she doesn't get shuffled too far back. Um, she'll, she just needs a couple of runs. She's done pretty well since she got here and she come in really good order. So, uh, another run or two under her belt and you'll see the best of her, but, um, yeah, expecting her just to, to get home good from in on the fence there. And the other fellow, well, he's had no luck with draws sort of for a while now, so. Yeah, he's, he's going to have a bit of work to do there t from 12. But, um, yeah, he'll, he'll be making good ground late. There's just a handy front line there. So, uh, he'll be giving him a fair bit of start. But, uh, yeah, we'll, he'll go around this week and hope for a better draw again next week. Okay. Now, just with Armour Renegade. Now, she's a mare with a really good record. She's won eight from 22. Uh, have you got any sort of lofty ambitions during this campaign with her, eyeing off those mare's features, or you're just happy to go through the grades with her? Well, it's a bit of a hard one, you know. Like, she, she raced in good mare's races before she left, and, uh, like, that Riverina mare's race is a really strong race. She had Tay-Tay and, and one of Emma Stewart's mare's, Soho Historia. They were, you know, they're the good mare's. So she ran midfield to them. Um, we thought if she could strike a bit of form and, and you know, if things went away up here, well, she might be able to, to get into them better mares races because, you know, like I said, her, her juvenile form was really good. But uh, she had an injury through all that and uh, just taking a little while to get her back. Had to be pretty soft on her not to, you know, have her peaking too early in the prep. But she, um, like with each run, I think she'll just keep getting better and better. Yeah, yeah, no question about that. So how many have you got all up uh, in the team right now? Uh, there's 11 here. We got um, we brought 10, out, 10 up and then Dean left his horse here to try and win his bonus. Uh, so, yeah, we took him on and we'll try and do our best with that with that sort of team anyway. All right. And how long do you plan on staying up for? Um, we'll be here till the middle of next month. We'd love to be here. We normally try and make it the three-month trip, but uh, with the Breeders' Challenge on back home and uh, sort of there's a bunch to get in when we get home. So yeah, if we leave them too long, they'll, they'll take too long to get back up. And we'll just uh, try and get away out of that cold weather for six or eight weeks if we can, and, and then we'll get back and get into it. All right. So how many are, are down there at the Tweed where you are? Like, there'd be a few horses down there now, wouldn't there? Um. We had a quick count the other day. I think there was about 30 here. Um, yeah, Phoebe's got a team and I've got a team. Chris has got some. And yeah, I think in the next couple of weeks, Burn was thinking of coming up. So, uh, yeah, he'll he'll fill a few more spots. And I remember, you know, two or three years ago, we had up to 
50 to 60 horses here and it worked really good. We, we haven't got a, a very big track, but it seemed to work perfectly for everyone. We all work in good, so it was a good time. Yeah, too right, too right. How much arm twisting would it take to uh, have Scott Hewitt based here in Queensland permanently in the future? Well, if you ask my wife, we'd be here tomorrow, but um, <laughs> got the farm and trying to set up at home, but uh, yeah, this these winters, they're, they're pretty easy to take. Uh, you'd hardly call it winter time, but uh, it's really good up here. We seem to be able to, you know, you can place your horses nearly anywhere. It might mean going most days, but yeah, I think you can sort of place horses very well. And obviously the weather, it's just the, the key factor up here. But yeah, it's not out of the question, put it that way. All right, excellent. Well, the team's going super. Good success last week. A double there on Saturday night. Some good runners today. So hopefully that good form continues. Scotty, always a pleasure. We'll see you trackside later today. Good on you, Chris. Thanks for your time, mate. There's Scott Hewitt. Uh, he's a great horseman. There's no question about it. And he's getting good success. So it's good to see when they come up and uh, able to pay some bills. That's uh, that's the main thing. Al Barnes is about to join us now. He's got some runners stepping out at Albion Park today and he's online with us. Al, appreciate the time. Morning, Chris. How you going, mate? Yeah, really well. My rumour has it. Second up in this first race, the trot today. What are the expectations? Uh, still a little bit short on fitness, Chris, but uh, she's trotting well, doing everything right. Uh, whatever she does today, she'll certainly improve on. Okay, you've got Pete McMillan engaged. Uh, late scratching in that race at Miss Memphis. So there's one less you've got to worry about, but uh, were you happy with that first up effort? Yeah, I, like I am for where, where she's at. I can't do a lot with her at home at present. I don't have a track in, so I'm jogging on a walker. A uh, little bit tough getting them fit. Uh, you can only do that at the racetrack, unfortunately. So that, that's going to that's gonna hurt a bit, but uh, she's certainly improving. And, you know, first couple of trials were fair, so she'll be thereabouts. Okay. And race eight today, Brian Christopher steps out. He's got to go up against Sure Thing Captain. He's down on form, but he's better than what he's doing at the moment. Certainly is better than what he is, and he's in the same boat, mate. Just fitness is only stopping him. Um, Hayden was happy with his run Saturday night. He's just getting better, and he'll only keep getting better. It's yeah, you couldn't back more with confidence at the moment, but um, maybe in the next couple of uh, couple of weeks things might turn around. All right, Northview Hustlers stepping out in the Lucky Creed, the open feature on Saturday night. He's got to overcome Gate Seven. Are you happy with the Hustler? Yeah, wrapped with Huss. He's uh, he's going well. He's racing well. He just needs a little bit of luck, which which he's not getting. Um, he is fit and healthy and well sound. And he's always competitive, just needs an ounce of luck. Okay. Am I right in saying you've got quite a few horses on the market? I have at the moment, yes. Times have fallen a bit tough. It's been an ordinary year for me, and the fall certainly didn't help matters early in the year. So times are a bit tough. There's uh, everything. Most of my horses are on the market for sale, the ones that are worth selling. Um, we've sold a few, but we've still got a few to go. Okay, and that, 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 that encompasses quite a few. So there's broodmares, there's foals, there's racehorses, the whole lot. Yeah, I, I want to try and keep what I can. I only want to do what I have to do to, to catch up and get back in front and, um, and survive again. But um, there's a few assets there that are sort of worth keeping, a couple of good broodmares there. And uh, I do have a, a nice sweet Lou filly in Victoria, very closely related to Lock and Var Art. That's for sale if anyone's looking for a nice one. Okay, well, that, that's timely, given that he's just won that feature race, the uh, the feature in Northfield Park there across the weekend. So if anyone wants to, to reach out, they'll just see Trackside or just give you a call? 
Yeah, give me a call. Numbers in the book, uh, always available and uh, happy to help out where I can. All right. Well, hopefully things will turn around for you and hopefully there's a winner for you today, in particular with that trot race there. My rumour has it. Appreciate the time, Al. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it.